Welcome to Spooktober for Rare! This entire month we are doing horror, murder, mystery themed games. This episode we are delving into purely co-op games in the spooky variety. Get into the October mood by working together and solving the mystery. Enough of the details, let's roll the dice and get this episode started. Spooky theme music that we got for this month. It's so fun. Love getting into the mood like that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So this week we're going to, because there are a lot of kind of spooky type games. So we kind of split them up into more categories. So that way we didn't, you know, lump 30 games into one episode. <laughs> One game a minute. <laughs> I think that's just saying the names of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know I for sure talked about a few that would fit really well in this category. Like I talked about Chronicles of Crime um, in a previous episode. So if you're um, looking to solve a crime, that's a really good game to pick up. And... Um, Dark stories where one person is the kind of the master controller and everybody else is trying to figure out the mystery. And that was in a previous episode as well. Just to remind you guys about it. Because some spooky yeah. games. Keep you on your toes. <laughs> what did we play in the second episode? Go! Just kidding. I don't even remember what we talked about in the second episode. Is that the deduction one? No, that was work replacement. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. Hey, we know what's going on. I think deduction was the third episode. <laughs> You're right. It was. Um, but, and I think, I feel like today is just going to be a whole lot of Cthulhu-themed games. Just because a lot of the Cthulhu-themed games tend to have everybody working together. Mostly because they're just that hard. <laughs> if they pitch you against each other and Cthulhu, there's just no hope for anyone. Yeah, for sure. But I can kind of start and talk about Elder Sign. Mm -hmm. Elder Sign is a Cthulhu-based game. Uh, it plays one to eight players. It plays about nine, 90 minutes. Uh, published by Fantasy Flight Games. 
and and it's designed by Richard Leon Leonias and Kevin Wilson. I butchered that last name. Maybe Lonius. Lon I don't know. It's L E U N I U S. I have it as L A U N. Oh. 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 It's a name. <laughs> Maybe I saw it wrong. I don't pay attention to what I write sometimes. <laughs> but um I like Elder Sign a lot. I think as far as one of the Cthulhu-based games out there, I want to say Elder Sign is maybe one of the easier ones to get into. Mm. I like to call it glorified Yahtzee. Because <laughs> kinda you're rolling dice and you're matching symbols with the dice. So, and I mean, that's, that's the most you do in the game is you mainly roll the dice to do the actions to like defeat the monsters and that sort of thing um but it is really cool so each player gets a character and the character gives you different perks gets you different stats so in most cthulhu games you will have a sanity stat and a health stat and those are kept separate from each other but whenever one of those you know, gets below zero, you've either gone insane or you're dead. So, yep. and the tokens are really nice in this and you get like a bunch of monster tokens and they get put onto the cards and you have to defeat the monsters on the cards and you have to defeat the, um, the events on the cards. Is that the best way to say it? The events on them? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, the I mean, actions. I think they're called adventure cards. Adventure so I guess cards, you, yeah. I don't think you, you're completing an adventure, but yeah, because it, it's um, you're in a library, right? Um, I think you're in the Miskatonic Museum, or not? Yeah, I think no, it's the Arkham Museum. Arkham not, Museum, but there's also like the Miskatonic University. Yeah. Um. So everybody is um working together to stop the countdown of the clock for whichever eldritch horror is trying to get into the world is kind of the is is the main goal of the game it is it's a very very hard one but i like playing it a lot because it is a very very cooperative game about um which player goes to what card at one at what point in time some of the cards are easier than other cards, some of the cards you want to try and do right away and get rid of them really quick because if they're out for a long time, they'll start to do really nasty stuff. Mm -hmm. Like midnight effects. Yeah. Some cards will lock your dice so you can, you're limited on your dice mm -hmm. rolling. But as far as a Cthulhu-based game, it's, it's very heavy on the theme. Most of them are, but it is definitely one of the easier ones to get into but i'll say most of the cthulhu based games you'll also want somebody who has played them before to show mm. you because they can be really finicky a little bit and there's just a lot of moving parts i guess would be the best way to describe it yeah i think with elder sign the one you kind of want to watch out for is remembering to move the hand on the clock oh yeah because that is actually pretty important and that's one thing that can 
can sometimes get like overlooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like that for Mysterium too, where there's the clock, and I always, 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 always forget the clock. Mm-hmm. So it's usually good to designate like one person instead of like either make sure that everybody does it at the end of their turn or just mm-hmm. designate like one, one person. person. After everybody's turn to move the clock hand. Yeah, so, somebody who's like if somebody's really like, "Hey, did the clock hand get moved?" That one person can be like, "Yes, I did it." Yeah, because uh, that one person who's uh, really good at remembering the small details. Because <laughs> yeah. it's it is very easy to kind of get lost in the game and get like really excited about mm-hmm. getting stuff done, and you're doing really well, only to find out you forgot to move the clock for like three turns in a row, and you would have actually lost the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing we like to do is when uh, we go to a specific like adventure card, we like read the flavor text on it just to get a little bit more immersed into what's going on. Oh yeah, because so each kind of fun to do. each card has one. Because there, there's also um, you can go to what is it like the dream world? I think you can uh, yeah. get into like when we play, we don't normally wind up there because it's I don't think depending on your eldritch horror, you don't need to go. I think there's only one that requires you to go there. I think. Well, the other worlds kind of come out with certain cards, like as like a reward. Mm-hmm. And the Elder World cards tend to have more Elder Signs, and the Elder Signs are what you need to lock the Elder Gods away. Yeah. Because um, when we've played, we've never really had any pop up, which is really annoying because they're really, really nice to get. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there are some characters where, like, they do. I think uh, the lady named, like, Gloria, she's like a, an old timey psychic lady. And she tends to do better with elder or uh, other world cards. Oh, yeah. I just remember that one of the characters is, I think, like a lab researcher or something like that. So her thing Mm -hmm. is science. So she can, I think, ignore monsters or something like that. Because she's like, you don't exist. (laughs) Which I just find hilarious. Yeah. Um, Like, Like the themes and like the abilities of the characters definitely like match up to their occupations Mm -hmm. yeah so like the doctor is good at healing people and the psychiatrist is good at like uh helping people with their sanity and stuff like that yeah so it can be very thematic Mm -hmm. yeah it's a it's a good one to kind of delve into the cthulhu experience i would say Mm -hmm. but it's it's a really it's a really fun one to play and it is you can play it single player i haven't played it single player have you played a single player before no <laughs> i actually tend not to play single player and i probably should but i'm always afraid that i'm gonna be like no nobody's watching i didn't roll that bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty easy to do it jason did play it solo i think mike has played it solo i mean it seems it seems to run fine it's it's it it would be a lot harder just because you are playing it without help from another player sort of thing yeah. like you don't have that added oomph that you get when you because i think a lot of co-op games can be played solely i mean obviously not all of them but a lot of them can but it definitely ups the 
difficulty just because you can't rely on anybody else right <laughs> yeah because in in elder sign like if you're kind of stuck on a card somebody can come there and help you and you can like allocate dice to them and they can hold it for you as if you like actually rolled that even though you didn't roll it they were just holding that dice for you yeah so that's how it, that's how it's co-op it's like you can actually help each other on cards mm-hmm and yeah. you're all working towards, you know, the same way, the yeah. big baddie. Yeah, the same, the same goal. I like that one of them. I, I'm really terrible at remembering their names because they're like a, just a mishmash of letters. Um, but mm-hmm. it's it's one of them that's like, and he wakes up and um, it turns out the world was just a dream world. So you all die. <laughs> oh, Azathoth. Yeah. So Azathoth is basically if he wakes up, the world ends. And he's actually the easiest one in the base game he is because i don't think he has any like additional effects Mm-mm. yeah so if if you're starting off for the first time with or without somebody who's used to playing it i would probably mm-hmm. recommend using as the thought as your like elder god yeah because he's he's fun because he doesn't add any special effects <laughs> Nope. Just if you if you wake him up, he's you're dead. Everybody is just done. You're just done. Goodbye. He eats the world. You're done. <laughs> but uh, that's Elder Sign. Yeah. Well, I'm actually gonna kind of clump some games together here. So I'm going to talk about Arkham Horror Second Edition and Eldritch Horror. Um, both are one to eight players. 120 to 240 minutes so they both run longer than elder sign they're both made by fantasy fight flight games arkham horror is made by the same people as elder sign so richard what's his name we're not sure and kevin wilson (laughs) (laughs) and eldritch horror is by Corey konizika and Nikki Valens, which Nikki Valens, I think, also worked on the second edition of Mansions of Madness. Mansions of Madness is one of my favorite games, and I talked about it in episode one if you want to check it out, if you haven't already. The reason I even mentioned Mansions of Madness is because all of these games kind of, because they're all fantasy flight games, they are almost like they all take place in the same universe. Mm -hmm. So Elder Sign is kind of like a small easy game to get into it takes place in a museum it's like an isolated location arkham horror takes place in the entire city of arkham so you get to go to like different parts of town and discover different mysteries um so like you'll have an elder god in that one that you're um trying to collect elder signs to lock him away before he wakes up same as elder sign um But what's different with that one is you go to a location and you can either encounter the location or you can fight monsters because the monsters are moving around the board and Mm -hmm. how the monsters move around the board is pretty interesting because there's like there's different shapes on each monster and then there's shapes in arrows on the board. So if a shape has a square, if a monster has a square on it, it'll follow the square paths on the board. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting that the monsters actually move around. Um there's decks of cards for each location color so when you go to a location and you decide to experience that location you draw a card and you read 
the text for whatever location you're at and something good or bad will happen. It all kind of depends. Mm-hmm. And then with Eldritch Horror, it's on an even bigger scale because it takes place across the entire world. Like you're yeah. going to main <laughs> locations like uh, like the pyramids or like London. Um, I can't really think of anything else. Egypt, I guess. <laughs> Just you, you main, go mostly like all main over monuments or locations yeah. all over the world, and there's so much more going on in that game because mm-hmm. you have like you have to make sure you build, you know, the monster deck, and that has different types of cards in it, and then like there's a constellation track that you have to keep track of and there's like a horror track you have to keep track of Mm -hmm. and so it's like the bigger the scale kind of the more complicated and complex the game is yeah so elder or elder side i would definitely say is the easiest one to play if you're wanting to get into the cthulhu fantasy flight themed games Mm -hmm. and then kind of work your way out to that mansions of madness kind of takes place in different locations and it plays a lot differently than those ones like um elder sign arkham horror and eldritch horror i would say are more definitely like board games yeah and like it's kind of like a set board it doesn't really change but the cards might come out in a different way where Mm -hmm. mansions of madness you can never really play the same exact game twice yeah even if you wind up in the same scenario it's gonna be different no matter what yeah so like there's there's definitely a variety and like complexity differences between all the games Mm -hmm. but they all kind of work together in the same universe and really like mansions of madness comes with like little plastic figures or miniatures Mm -hmm. and you could almost use those miniatures in any of the other games instead of using the standees that come with them oh yeah yeah you could so they all just, because they all have the same exact characters, you can kind of, like, mix and match pieces. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think a lot of the time they have um, some of the same characters, too, I want to say. I haven't looked at them all closely. Yeah, like, any character that you can find in Arkham, Elder Sign, or Eldritch is in Mansions of Madness, so there will be a miniature for it. Oh, see, that's that's pretty nifty. Yep. I will kind of make a note here because I got them confused right off the bat. Ricky was talking about Arkham Horror. There is a game called Arkham Horror The Card Game, which is mm. completely different. Yeah, no, like there's <laughs> a board game version and then there's a card game. Yeah. I'm talking about the board game, which actually just came out with a third edition which I have not played, so I'm not sure if it's the, it plays exactly the same as 2nd mm. edition. I'm familiar with 2nd edition. Yeah. Um, the difference between 2nd and 3rd right off the bat is 2nd edition is just a big board. It's one board. Where 3rd edition, the pieces are more like hexagons, and they kind of like piece or tile together. So that's uh, a big difference between the two editions. Gotcha. I've I've never played Arkham Horror. I've played Eldritch Horror. Mm. Um, Arkham Arkham Horror was our main Cthulhu board game before Mansions of Madness. Oh, really? Like we started like we off with Elder Sign. You you showed us Mansions of Madness. 
Because I remember mm-hmm. seeing it, and we're just like, it's a it's a really big game. It's really chunky. And so we wound up going with Elder Sign because we're like, well, it just seems like it's a dice game. And it, and it is, but it still has definitely, it is really, really thematic. So mm-hmm. not a bad one to start with. Yeah, all all the games are really easy to get lost in mm-hmm. if you allow yourself to, oh, if, yeah. you, if you let yourself get immersed into, like, the flavor text that's going on. Like, yeah. it will bring it, bring it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would recommend, too, like, maybe playing some spooky music in the background. Like, that can add a lot to the atmosphere as well. Yeah, for sure. So much, you know, put on some... Spooky music in the background. Get some spooky candles going. Like, <laughs> I remember playing one of these games, and we had one of those like low, rumbling, like ominous, like just ambient music in the background, and it made us so uncomfortable. We ended up having to change it because it, we were just like, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> uh. We, me and Jason were playing Arkham Horror, the card game, and um, Jason was really getting creeped out, and we were just doing the um, kind of the tutorial mission on it, and so we had to take a take a little mini break, <laughs> real quick for yeah. him. Um, but I'll go in real quick to Arkham Horror, the card game, because it is made by different people, because it is completely different gameplay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so Arkham Horror, the card game is, um, it's a game for one to two players. And if you buy two of them, you can play it one to four and it's published by Fantasy Flight and it's, uh, designed by Nate French and Matthew Newman. And the thing that is different about Arkham Horror, the card game is that it's a living card game. So it is... It's a little bit like a legacy game, but it's it is very easy to sort of reset it cuz as you play the game, you can get experience and then you can buy more cards to put in your deck. And um and it is one box is for 1 to 2 because even though there are four characters in the box, there's only enough cards to make a deck for two characters. But if you do buy another box, you can play with all four characters at the same time. But it is it is really nice. So in the way the like campaign works is that as you go through it, you pick your character and then you go through the scenario. And then the scenario lines up certain acts for you to happen. Um, it sets up the map. And then as stuff happens the acts move along Hmm. yeah for some reason we just couldn't get into the card game yeah i've heard um it's it's a diff it's a different kind of game we do we do really like it a lot i was actually getting ready to set up for the um technically the first scenario or i guess it would be the second scenario because we've only played the tutorial scenario Mm mm-hmm Excuse me, but um, depending on <laughs> depending on how you end the the tutorial one is how you will start the next scenario. So you do have to um, 
write down how you ended your scenario, like what happened at the end of your scenario, which I thought was really, was really cool. I thought it was yeah, really like fun. It, it sounds really cool. And like we did buy it and we tried it and we just didn't really care for it actually playing it. But yeah, it, the concept is really cool. And I would definitely say give it a try. Yeah, as, as far as like the theme goes, it it is more of like you telling the story and less of, oh, you lost the game or you won the game. It is mm-hmm. kind of a more role play e kind of game where your choices kind of affect the outcome a little bit. We haven't done it enough to really determine how much our decisions do affect the game so far i mean besides us ending the first one a certain way that changed the setup of the second game that's Mm -hmm. all we've kind of really found out so far but yeah that's um arkham horror the card game so much cthulhu (laughs) i should save hp lovecraft it's it's H.P. Lovecraft stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's Lovecraftian kind of theme because it's not all Cthulhu. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's in that realm. Um, but I'll talk Bad about because <laughs> you kind of mushed all of your um Lovecraftian games together. I do have. One more Lovecraftian game to talk about? Oh, I do too. Oh, you do so. too. You go, you go right ahead. I wasn't sure if you did or not. Well, the the reason I didn't lump in this next one is because it is not a fantasy flight game, oh. and it's not part of their little their little thematic realm. thing. Um, it's actually Pandemic: Reign of Cthulhu. Ooh, pandemic. It's two to four players, forty minutes by Z-Man Games, Matt Laycock, and Chuck D. Yeager. So, uh, with the name Pandemic, it does play similarly to regular Pandemic, if you've played it. Um, What Pandemic is, for those who haven't, is basically you are people researching um, viruses and diseases spreading across the world and you're trying to discover ways of curing them and getting rid of them completely. It is a very hard game to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, with Reign of Cthulhu Pandemic, um, instead of viruses, you are fighting off cultists <laughs> and um, there are elder gods that are asleep and as the game progresses and things tend to go bad very quickly um during an outbreak instead of like viruses spreading uh cultists will kind of spread out and they will awaken some elder gods which can affect the rules for the rest of the game oh um instead of um like trying to get rid of viruses you're trying to close portals that are letting shagoths out which shagoths are really big bad baddies that you do not want to end up in the same spot as so you're uh using your town cards to take buses to go to different parts and locations around arkham and you're trying to get rid of cultists and the shagoths 
and trying to close all the portals before Cthulhu wakes up. Because if Cthulhu wakes up, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how it always rolls. (laughs) Cthulhu wakes up, you're dead. Um, and if there's too many cultists on the board, the game can end like regular pandemic. There's like five ways to lose and only one way to win. (laughs) That one sounds like a lot of fun because I've only played vanilla pandemic. Yeah, I I really like this pandemic a lot. I I just I tend to like the HP Lovecraft theme anyway. Yeah, the Cthulhu theme on anything tends to make it more interesting. And I feel like it did do this for a pandemic. Uh, Pandemic is cool and you definitely feel like, you know, the rush of trying to cure the diseases. But there's just something a little bit more fun about trying to take out cultists instead. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. Uh, The the vanilla game hits a little bit too close to home sometimes. Especially currently. (laughs) (laughs) But that one sounds... um... It definitely sounds different enough, but it has the similar engine. So yeah. that one, like, I think it would help if you have played rem- regular Pandemic because you'll get like the gist of the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's different enough that if you have already played it, it's not going to be like, oh, it's just another Pandemic game. Like, yeah, I feel like it's got enough of a difference where it'll be new and interesting. That's fun. That's Pandemic Reign of Cthulhu. Nice. Um, well, the last game I have is a Cthulhu-based game or Lovecraftian-based game, but it is it is not part of Fantasy Flight's kind of world, although you could very easily kind of slot it in there. Um, it is Mountains of Madness. it's uh three to five players and it is uh 60 to 90 minutes it's published by aiello and it's designed by rob davia davia (laughs) d-a-v-i-a-u we're gonna go with it um so mountains of madness is um it is different because you are on a plane and you are looking for artifacts on this mountain. Um, and this game is actually based more around a Lovecraft story. Is the story called Mountains of Madness? I think there is a story called Mountains of yeah, Madness. Yeah, it's, it's based on the story Mountains of Madness, which um, there is a good kind of um there's a group that reads these these stories okay jason's gonna look it up for me but they they do um they do sound effects they make it really 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 thematic and the mountains of madness story is probably one of my favorites because they basically find what they believe to be frozen eldritch beings but then they're kind of moving around and stuff is being moved around. And there was a camp of people up here, but they stopped talking to us. So we went to investigate it and the camp has been shredded. <laughs> oh, no. So it's it's very, very 
spooky and you can listen to that while you play the game um so you are in a plane for the game and what you're doing is you're trying to collect a certain number of artifacts as you go up the mountain so in this one you're not i would say it's more of a okay yeah, it's called At the Mountains of Madness, and it's narrated by the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society. Mm. So, check them out. They are very, very cool. They do a lot of thematic readings of different stories, and they make it kind of radio-based. Um, there's also one other little tidbit, is that everybody also receives a madness card that during uh, different phases of the game you will have to act out your madness card mm. but you can't tell anybody what it is and they can't draw attention to the fact after it happens either so if my madness card for example was clapping while i talked after we were done doing that phase Nobody could be like, hey, why were you clapping? You just gotta roll with just it. Just roll with it. <laughs> and every everybody has one. So everybody will be doing something at the table while um, we're investigating. So it can be a little bit hectic. Um, and then there are certain events that will cause your madness to increase, in which case you will get... A different madness card which will require you to do something different and probably a little bit worse <laughs> and I think you can decide who gets the increased madness so you're working together because you can you don't die in the game but you can lose the game because you need a certain number of artifacts when you leave the mountain because mm -hmm. you are forced to leave the mountain in a certain time frame so if you leave the mountain without getting artifacts you lose so it's a little bit nicer in that regard and it's mm -hmm. it's more of a party game kind of feel because it gets a lot more people active and you feel more like you're a part of the game because of your madness and it is pretty maddening to not be able to talk about the madness interesting yeah that that's I a think, i think that's one of those games where like we wanted to get it but because of it being three plus we tend not to get those games because we don't have many three plus <laughs> yeah oh, yeah it can be a little bit harder to get out on the table and that's one that i think is is a lot of fun and i i really enjoyed that one because it for a lovecraftian kind of game to me it felt a little bit more lighthearted, mm. I guess would be the right way to say it. Yeah, um, <laughs> the games tend to be a bit rough. Yeah. So, and because you are, you know, acting out some sort of madness, it it's you know kind of a levity. It brings a little bit of humor to yeah. the game while also being like, <laughs> incredibly annoying. You're just sitting there, and all of a sudden, it's like. And just done. And you're yeah. just like, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, check out Mountains of Madness. That one's it's great. Yeah. It's a good one. All it's right. Fun.
let's step away from Lovecraft for a second. <laughs> and let's talk about zombies. Zombies. And one of the best zombie games that is co-op is Zombicide. More specifically, though, Zombicide Black Plague. Ooh. <laughs> so Zombicide Black Plague plays one to six players. It's 60 to 180 minutes. It is created by Simon and Guillotine Games. It's uh, designed by Raphael Guiton, Jean-Baptiste Louvien, and Nicolas Rolot. So many people. Yeah. Don't know if I pronounced any of those names right, but <laughs> sound, it felt good. Sound pretty felt French. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they're mostly French. <laughs> uh, so, Zombicide Black Plague takes place in medieval times. So, a lot of the weapons you'll get will be, like, uh, swords, bows, axes, hammers, you know, old school stuff. Uh, what uh, basically what you do is you pick a scenario and there's usually about 10 of them in a book um, and they're all tile based so you'll pick out your tiles you'll lay it out how it tells you um, there'll be like doors and objectives and um, other tokens that you put out on the board that could act act as obstacles or things you need to get to be able to advance to another part of the, the board to be able to win. Um, it is kind of like a role-playing game. Everybody gets a character. The characters have special abilities. Um, and the, the book and the rules of the game kind of take care of itself. Like, there's no, like, game master or anything. Um, the zombies are kind of controlled by the cards that you draw um and it depends on level like it actually like levels up with the characters so when you start out everybody's a blue level so when you draw zombie cards you look at whatever's in blue and that's what spawns most of the time it's like maybe one or two zombies and then or you can have a lucky draw and it has no zombies coming out and then you go to yellow level orange level and then red level and as as soon as somebody crosses that line you start drawing zombies from those levels so everybody could be in blue and somebody could be in yellow or orange and you have to start looking at yellow or orange cards and just it gets really rough really fast (laughs) yeah (laughs) but if you can kind of like even it out so it's it's a 100% co-op you can talk and discuss strategy. You can decide, like, kind of, like, what order people go in. So and you can try to even out the experience so everybody kind of levels up around the same time. So there is a lot of... It, it's a very good game to, like, talk and discuss and plan out what you want to do mm-hmm. instead of just going for it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love this game so much. It's so much fun. There's so many different expansions for this, especially for Black Plague. Um, Zombicide originally was placed in modern times. So you had like guns and knives and stuff like that. And they did actually come out with a couple expansions for it. But some of the rules were a little wonky. 
and they fixed it in Black Plague, and now they're kind of expanding on Black Plague and using those rules for like the newer expansions. And they actually just released a Zombicide Invader, which is in outer space. And I believe those rules are more based off of the newer rules that they came out with Black Plague. So, but I, if, if you like zombies and medieval stuff, like Black Plague, 100% get it. It is so much fun. They have so many expansions. Uh, they came out with a Zombicide Green Horde, which is technically like its own game, but everything can be mixed together. Like all the expansions for Black Plague can be mixed together and you can just have one massive, like, <laughs> game going on <laughs> but what green horde is is adds in zombie like orcs and goblins and they're Ooh. bigger and meaner and they hit a lot harder than the regular zombies <laughs> and it just adds another like level of oh man like we really gotta beat these guys otherwise we're gonna die <laughs> and there's definitely that intensity of like as you see as you draw cards to get zombies on the board and as you just start seeing the hordes and hordes of zombies getting on the board you can just feel the dread like seeping in and you're like oh man how are we gonna get through this to win getting so it's it's one of those games like when you win it feels like a victory and Uh, when you lose it feels like a defeat yeah and that's what i love about it like you just get so into it Mm mm-hmm that one seems like a lot of fun. That That is one Jason desperately wants to get. It's one he keeps looking at and is like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I 100% recommend it. it it's, it's definitely probably my top five. Like If we would have done a top five instead of a top three in the first episode, it probably would have been in there. I just missed it. Uh, by that much. Right? But 100% cannot talk enough about Zombicide Black Plague. <laughs> so many spooky co-op games. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited for this. This is this has been a fun kind of mini series to get ready, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Um, Because we're going more of a a theme than a genre game style. So it's fun. Um, Well, and we're going to end today with a fun, spooky fact. Um, The spooky fact I have is the bearded vulture is a bird that eats bones and dyes itself red because of the bones. So the redder the bird, kind of the more bones it's eaten. And it's pretty hardcore because it eats bones. Hardcore! (laughs) Hardcore bearded vulture. Look them up because they're crazy looking. (laughs) Crazy. But that's the end of Spooktober Co-op. Bye! See you next time!